0: Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, folks. Michael Zuber, one rental at time. And as mentioned in the daily financial news, we are extremely lucky and fortunate to have the one and only Jonathan Twanley every Thursday. How are you doing, sir? I'm
1: doing well. Thank you. I'm sorry. There's a broker calling me right now about a deal I'm working on, but I'm going to put him on mute. So That's uh, right.
0: Because we talk, we talk first, deals come second.
1: That's right. So, uh, <laughs> that is I'll, awesome. I'll call him back later. Uh, yeah. So, um, but uh, yeah. I'm, I'm glad to be back. I know I missed last week, so yeah. uh, it's,
0: uh, it's good to be back again and
1: uh, looking forward to today's discussion. Which Absolutely. Is a lively one.
0: Yeah. So this, this first one's important to me. Um, again, you are a, um, is it, call it Harvard educated uh, attorney. Is that the right well, lingo? I, or? So no.
1: technically I was not, I was educated at Harvard,
0: but I did my law degree at Columbia. So. Okay. So, so yeah. v- very educated, Harvard undergrad, Columbia. Law degree. Uh, The reason that is important to me is because I want you to kind of poke at what I'm going to lay out for the U.S. economy in 22, 23. Uh, Attorneys that I know, like yourself, you have ability to analyze things like few folks. So um, we're going to talk about 2022, 2023, four economic variables, Uh, inflation, unemployment, the Fed, and GDP. I will let you pick which one we start with.
1: Well, I mean, let's start with the one that's on everybody's mind, inflation.
0: Yeah, so inflation. Uh, I believe inflation, again, PCE just got reported this morning. I think it was 6.4. I wrote it down, but I don't have it in front of me. Uh, 6.4. So uh, record high since 1982, right? I think April of 1982. Uh, inflation is a problem. Uh, I believe When I did my uh, 2022-2023 review, I used CPI because it's the one most people look at. Mm -hmm. CPI last reading was 7.9. I believe inflation gets worse before it gets better. I believe over the next three to six months, uh, inflation will peak in double digits. Mm -hmm. Uh, Then because of how CPI is calculated and this thing called base effects and all of those things, uh, inflation will appear to roll over, meaning it will stop going up. Uh, it will end 2022 north of 5%, uh, and then likely end 2023 north of 3.5%. So inflation will be above trend. Uh, again, if you call trend 25 or 2% uh, for the next 18 months. That's kind of how I see inflation um, playing out. Basically, the worst isn't over. It's close. Then we have some mathematical base effect nonsense, which most people don't understand. Will make it appear to rollover, but it will be a problem all year, and continue to be a problem next year.
1: Yeah, I mean, I don't, I can't really pick anything out, pick anything wrong with that. Like, I, I, okay. don't, I don't, I don't, I don't really see uh, anything other than the Fed acting very aggressively, which may happen. We can talk about that.
0: Uh, That's one of the variables. Yep.
1: The, um, I, I don't really see anything changing in the short term anyway, as long as you have the economy just ripping along the way it is mm-hmm. and you've got, you know, this is like another mathematical thing going on, which is that we had a big recession we're coming out of too. So mm-hmm. if we talk about base effects, there's that too. I mean, we had yeah. a lot of, you know, d- depressed economic activity last couple of years. So, mm-hmm. uh, so I don't really see it I think it's going to be just the way that you described. Okay. Like there's going to be it's going to continue to go up for a while. Yep. Sort of play itself out, and between you know aggressive Fed action and the supply chain issues getting themselves sort of worked out mm-hmm. and uh, stuff like that, um, you know, you'll see. I think the slackening off of of inflation. So, okay um I think it will continue to be a political issue because oh it, yeah because it's a really low hanging fruit yeah uh, it will yeah.
0: impact the November elections so yeah I mean whoever's in question. office
1: will get you know when inflation is happening will get bashed with that regardless of what the cause of it is uh it's just too easy to you know avoid it uh, yeah so it's sort of political mal- malpractice not to use it you yeah. know yeah
0: exactly exactly <laughs> uh,
1: yeah. but um, yeah I mean. I, I don't really see anything uh, uh, that would disrupt your analysis. Although I, I, I would like to, okay. I don't know this is on the agenda for the four topics, but I think it fits in here. I mean, sure. the Fed, you know, we we and I had discussed it a couple of weeks ago when I, mm-hmm. I couldn't make a call last week because of a family issue, but uh-huh. uh, about Goldman Sachs predicting mm-hmm. two very aggressive rate hikes by the Fed later this Yeah. Spring. Uh, of half a point each. Yep. So that is
0: that is one of the four things we're going to talk about. So we'll go there okay. now. The Fed. Yeah.
1: You want to shift yeah. to that topic? Yeah,
0: sure. So the Fed. So uh, like Goldman Sachs, actually, it's really cool because if you go back to my daily financial news, uh, I think it was two days before that article came out, I called for that. So I called for what the Fed wanted, which was two 50 basis point raises back to back. I think it's May 3rd and 4th and then June 15th and 16th.
1: I mean, you were in our last discussion. You were talking about your disappointment at the Fed for not become not for only going up a quarter point, not mm-hmm. uh, being more aggressive. But it seems like uh, Goldman Sachs is listening to our podcast. Exactly, We <laughs> do. Uh, the Fed is probably listening to. I'm sure Jerome Powell has got this saved on his uh, phone. Yeah, of really, course, of course. <laughs> uh, what say about it. Uh, But yeah, it seems like Goldman is is kind of thinking the same way that you are on this issue. And I and I think that. Uh, you know, that will put the, you know, as we've discussed before, I mean, the, the Fed is in a tight spot. They've like left loose monetary policy in place for too long. Mm-hmm. It's, it's led to a lot of the inflation that we see right now. Mm-hmm. Now they've got to jam on the brakes. And they're just hoping with their fingers crossed that by jamming on the brakes, uh, you know, that the economy is so strong that they can jam on the brakes of easy money without tipping the economy into recession. And that's, yeah. you know, that remains to be seen whether uh, yeah. they can pull that off. Um, I, there are some economists that I've seen who are saying, don't worry, no you know, the economy is so strong, mm. it doesn't matter. And others that I've seen who are saying, hey, the Fed shouldn't be doing anything. They should mm. just be letting inflation run uh, because that's much better than having a recession. Yeah. So, um,
0: yeah, so let me. So the my thoughts for the Fed is a they're going to be more. And I'm just to kind of pivot back. About two days after Goldman's article came out, don't know if you saw it, but Citigroup came out with something that's even more aggressive than I want to be. Citigroup said four fifty basis point wow. raises in the next four meetings. Wow. that that was that was even too much for me. I'm like, whoa, that <laughs> that would run the car into the wall. So I, I, I don't. I don't think that coming, but I see two for sure. So where I see the Fed going is the Fed will be aggressive up front. They should have been before, but can't can't undo what's done. Uh, They will be aggressive in the next two meetings. And then they will probably take a pause uh, and then raise a couple of quarter points. Basically, I believe ending the year with the Fed funds rate at two and a half or two and three quarters.
1: Mm.
0: Then I believe they're not done. I do believe that the Fed funds rate may have to get to three and a half to 4%. I believe the Fed must big capital letters, underscore italics, whatever you want to call it must in 2023 neutral. The Fed funds rate must equal or be slightly above what they call PCE or inflation. Uh, so that has to happen. And I don't think they get to the, I don't think they get there until the end of 2023. Yeah. That's number two.
1: I, I mean, I don't really disagree with this either. Like, you know, I also, you know, think it's worth remembering mm-hmm. that you know, here we are talking about Fed funds rate of three as if it's some kind of, yeah. like, you know, unprecedented disaster. Whereas for most of our lives and most of history, it's been over three, right? Mm-hmm. And, only, yeah. and, and it's sort of like, you know, we've gotten so addicted to cheap money that this seems like a horror story, and mm-hmm. I guess I mean, and it, it is in a way. You know, if you have based all your assumptions on there being super cheap money forever, and there are yeah. lots of people, frankly who believe that, you know, like they look at that chart of the Fed funds rate over time, and, and it's basically going in one
0: direction. Right? Yeah, well th- now it's flat, right? It's got a couple ups and it's just flat. Right. Yeah, there's but, there are people that are betting huge gobs of money that ain't gonna go anywhere. I think yeah. they're wrong, but we'll
1: see. Yeah, I mean, those people were saying essentially, it mu- it's been going down for forty years, so therefore it must continue to go down, right? It, which doesn't, you know, arguments based on like the linear direction of a chart yeah. don't. <laughs> yeah,
0: I mean, they said they said housing was supposed to go up forever. Also, I remember how that turned out. <laughs> yeah,
1: I mean, the long term trend is that it did, right? But I mean, yeah. but that doesn't mean that it it will all the time, and it, and if the Fed has been saying for 10 years now yeah. that it wants to normalize rates, right? Mm-hmm. You have to imagine that, well, they, they mean what they say. And if they're mm-hmm. trying to do it now, uh, then it's going to happen. So, yeah. um, you know, especially with this inflationary pressure, I mean, you know, one thing we haven't really talked about is we haven't gotten conspiratorial yet. <laughs> <and> <laughs> no. we, haven't, we haven't discussed the possibility of whether the Fed actually sees the opportunity now to get back to the normalized rates that they have been saying for 10 years they want to get to right okay. and, and inflation gives them the cover oh yeah to do it which you know i mean you, you know my view i think interest rates should be higher i think oh no question are, 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 are bad even though you know the sh- there's going to be pain from causing interest rates to rise i think in the long run mm-hmm. it's better for everyone that we have I'm I agree. Totally I, I think yeah. it
0: has I think it has to happen. the only thing that cheap money or or zero cost of debt is bad decisions. yeah, if if the it, money costs you zero, you could be a moron and make three percent. It,
1: it It leads to bad decision making, right? It yeah. leads to malinvestment and Absolutely. it leads to it leads to things like, you know we as we've talked about before, companies borrowing money cheaply to buy back shares and mm-hmm. and not and just ju- juice stock prices rather than invest in anything, right? So, mm-hmm um it's it's it, having the risk-free rate of return be so low mm-hmm. it's to bad decision making so we, we need to have it higher but it's going to be painful but i think yep. you know i do think the fed well even though they're publicly talking about inflation as a problem mm-hmm. and this is why they have to raise rates you know i think another way of looking at this may be that they're looking at it and saying oh we finally have cover yeah. to raise rates and potentially maybe we have the opportunity to do it without Damaging the the economy because the economy is so hot.
0: Yeah, well, we'll get into that one next. So we got two more left. We got unemployment and GDP. Let's go to unemployment first. So, last reading of unemployment that I saw or I remember was 3.8%. I actually think between now and kind of the end of summer, unemployment actually goes down further. Further, I think it could bottom around 3.2, 3. You know, 3.1 to 3.3. 3. So I'll split the difference, call it 3.2. In the end, I think the service sector takes off. I think the summer travel season. I think there's a, you know, we've got enough stuff. We need to do more things. I think, and you know, that leads to wage inflation and and you know all those things we talked about. You know, up up in, in variable one. I think unemployment goes down. I do think it bottoms this year, probably August September. And then unfortunately, I think it goes up from there. I think it ends the year probably still below 4% because I don't think it really takes off. Uh, but by the end of 2023, uh, I believe we have six, six and a half, six point eight 6.8% unemployment. Um, I, you know, as you will see on our final variable GDP, I think the, I think we are in stagflation. I define it as Uh, Inflate high inflation and low growth. I think that is clearly what 2022 will be. I think at some point we exit that. And we don't exit that as I've already said because inflation is down. We exit it could be because GDP actually goes negative. Uh, I believe we have a recession next year I think it could be deep and dark and long. Uh, but I'm not calling for that now. I'm just saying we have a recession in the second half of, of 2023. So I think unemployment goes down. I think it bottoms this year. I think it ends this year okay, right? 4%, uh, but I think it goes up from there to like six and a half by the end of next year.
1: So what? Well, let me ask you this. What's sure. the basis on which you think there's going to be a recession? Is this a Fed-induced recession because of rising interest rates or, or what's
0: well, the- I think there's two things. I think that's the easy answer, right? Demand destruction. Uh, which I actually think will be the least consequential. I think what's really going to happen is I don't think the average American is strong as the stats tell us the 1.3 trillion, the, you know, the, the, the 11 million jobs and, you know, whatever it is. I don't think the economy is nearly as strong. I think the average American is worse off today than before. Uh, we've already talked about inflation being a problem for the next 18 months. That is going to force people to make hard decisions uh, cost of capital is going to go up. Businesses are going to go out. Uh, we've already seen a down round in tech. Uh, Instacart was valued at 39 billion when money was free. Money's not free. Now they had a down round to 24. I think that's just the start. Uh, I think businesses are going to go out. I think retailers are going to go out. I, the economy is not strong in my opinion. The only reason it's strong because of free money refis are down 60%. That's a lot of cash out. Uh, a lot of rate and term. It's just we are going to pay for the sins. I think, I think the hangover was coming. I think the pandemic and, and there's like there's just so much. We rained money down on folks, and if we didn't rain money down on you, we we lowered your expenses, which was the same effect. And now it uh, it's time to pay. And uh, yeah, I don't I don't have a great feeling.
1: So well, so here's where I'm going to poke good hole in the argument. So we've kind oh, of been perfect now but so what is going on in the labor market is very interesting mm-hmm. and that is that uh people are changing jobs they, they were not able to change jobs for a couple of years yeah right?
0: great because
1: resignation yeah because of, so so the great resignation i know there's a lot of people who have been bellyaching about the about this and saying nobody wants to work and and i'll get into this this, this is also very interesting um so sort of where this is coming from mm-hmm. but uh what has happened, though, is that people are this. there's two years of pent up job changing that didn't happen. That's True. all happening now. True. And so what people are doing is they're moving up into better jobs that have better pay. Yep. So mm-hmm. totally they agree. have more money in their pockets and they're you're not seeing wage inflation because the wage, the way that they measure it is not based on like me getting more money. It's right. the job yeah. getting more money right and the jobs are not getting more money necessarily and maybe on to some extent they are but it's mostly people going from like you know a 17 an hour job to yeah. a 20 an hour job but the job is still paying 20 right and there's mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so you're seeing that so that means too that well yeah there's inflation but people are making more money and they're sure. complaining a lot about stuff like because they see it when they go to the gas station like gas is really expensive and there's a lot and for some reason, gas is the thing people always bellyache. And I think probably they bellyache about it because it's very easy to see.
0: Yeah, the little number right there. Yeah. Yeah.
1: It's like, it's, the, it's probably the, just about the only price of anything that you are really paying attention because you're not really noticing the price. Yeah, the
0: most most people fill up their tank.
1: Right. Know, like once a week or whatever. Yeah, right. Whatever, so they're seeing, right. Mm-hmm. So I think, but they're, but they're not at the same time. So they're saying, damn it, I'm paying six bucks for gas and, you know, it used to be three. Yeah. But they're also, but at the same time, they're not looking at like, well, I, I'm also making a whole lot more money than I than I was last okay. year, right? Sure. So, so I think that that's one thing that's going on with the economy. That to my mind, okay, I, I'm less in, I'm actually less worried about inflation because I still continue to think that it is going to play itself out, okay, right, the way that you suggested. I do think the Fed is more of a potential problem mm. in, in like shutting off the supply of. Free money. However, even there, I, I like so I, I don't I don't have a crystal ball. I don't have like a very strong view because I'm not an economist. Mm-hmm. But I do think that um, like Wall Street is not Main Street, right? So oh, for sure. Instacart yeah. gets a lower valuation because now people don't the investors don't have free money to throw at it. Mm-hmm. It doesn't really actually have any impact on like how many people are using Instacart, right? So it's just it's just the multiple that Wall Street's willing to pay for that stock that's affected, mm-hmm. but it doesn't actually affect the, the company's profits or anything. It's, it just affects the multiple that they're willing.
0: Well, to pay. let's not forget, and the reason it's a problem is because I lived through the dot com crash, where we had down rounds before. There are hundreds, if not thousands, of employees there that had options or shares at a higher strike that now are upset, and you know, again, down rounds can lead to layoffs because you got to watch your burn rate and. You know, the, this could be another you know dot com kind of adjustment in the valley where we just have less engineers and computer scientists and, and all of that stuff. That that could be an outcome.
1: Yeah, well, I guess it just it just sort of then really matters like how widespread this is, mm-hmm. right? And who of it, course is it? Does it affect you know maybe the companies? It affects more or the ones that kind of deserve it, like the ones that were sure the zombies,
0: you, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: So. Then the yes. other thing I wanted to point, about, point out about the Great Recession, sure. very, very interesting. And I wish I had saved this, uh, this chart because it came up on Twitter So I, I, the other day when I was just looking at you know, sort of scrolling. Mm-hmm. The, um, so the, the, the people that are being hurt the most by the Great Recession are small companies. Right? Yes. So yeah, because, because they are the ones who, their employees are the ones who are leaving to go to better jobs elsewhere. Yeah, I, like, saw, I think I saw
0: that chart, yep.
1: yeah. Yeah, and, and so big companies and, and, you know, it's sort of like the bigger you are, the easier it is for you to hire, like they're yes, fine. The like, strong gets stronger, yeah. Yeah, they're just like sucking up all these new employees <coughs> and paying them what they, what they ask for and like mm-hmm. everything's hunky-dory. And then medium-sized companies are still doing reasonably well, but the ones that are really getting hurt are the small businesses where, you know, if they pay somebody a little more money it comes out of their pocket. right so so they are really feeling it and they're the ones who are saying nobody wants to work well it's not that nobody wants to work it's just that nobody wants to work for you paying what you're offering because they they have better options now and they haven't for quite some time Mm -hmm. right so 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 again like when you know i I thought i found that really really interesting actually seeing that chart because it, Mm -hmm. it also it just reinforces this idea that like all these people are kind of leveling up at the same time because the economy yeah. opened up and, and you haven't had like the, well, you, you will see it that when you talk about unemployment, this is why I thought of this because when you talk about unemployment going down to 3%, right? What that means is that people are getting sucked out of the off the sidelines because of higher wages. Right. Yeah, and,
0: absolutely. What it means. Yes. So,
1: and the labor participation rate goes up. So, I mean, you will have, people filling those jobs eventually that's you know because they'll raise wages enough that
0: yeah they'll, they'll the there. And
1: then they you know then they've got to pass on the, the cost increases and that leads to inflation but yeah this is you know what i regard as kind of healthy inflation wage price inflation as opposed mm-hmm. to um you know just free money inflation yeah. so which is just economically unproductive like this is this is the kind of inflation as long as it doesn't get out of control mm-hmm. And we can sort of debate what out of control means. But, you know, if you talk about 8% on, you know, 8%, 8% inflation when you've had, coming out of a recession is not the th- same thing as, you know, 8% inflation on, on, on top of like an uninterrupted period of economic growth, right? right? Where, so there's a bit of a, you know, just a numbers thing going on and a bit of a pent up demand thing going on. Mm -hmm. uh so i i don't and historically i mean inflation of five percent has historically been quite common which is we Mm -hmm. again along with cheap money that we got addicted to we got addicted to very low inflation Mm -hmm. and it's just not historically you know this is a lot of people who just have never experienced anything else so it's painful Mm -hmm. um and obviously it's a little bit you know like far be it for me to say oh you should not so it's painful for you Mm -hmm. but suck it up because Because like, well, this is life. I mean, you know, this yeah. is how life used to be. I, that's, that's, I mean, obviously I, I remember yeah. real pain right yeah, now, real. but this is yeah. what, this was normal. Not that long ago. And nobody really complained about it at the time. Yeah. Maybe because, you know, they also went through like you and I we went through, you know, 20% inflation or whatever. Yeah. So yeah. Then I, I remember
0: pushing cut. our car to the gas station. Yeah. I, re- I remember that because we didn't want it to idle. So yes, I remember. Yeah. Yeah, so I guess I guess kind of rounding it out and see, I see a year of stagflation probably extending into next year sometime, and then a recession. Sounds like you're you're not up for calling a, a recession next year. It's kind of. Kind I mean, of look, stuff.
1: let's put it this way: I, mm-hmm. it, I, I, I don't feel strongly enough about it to call it. Right? If it happens, it's it wouldn't not, surprise. I won't you, be yeah. super surprised, but at the same time, I just I don't I don't feel like the numbers say this is where okay. it's going to go.
0: I so. love it. That, that's why I asked. That was very cool. Uh, Jonathan, where can people find you? Cause you put out lots of amazing stuff.
1: So, uh, well, there's a whole bunch of different ways, but, uh, you can join my free Facebook group, which is multifamily investment community. You can come and uh, find my investment website at two bridges, asset management, just Google it. That's the easiest way to find it. Two bridges, asset management LLC. And, uh, you can also join my um, programs. If you want to go to multifamilylaunchpadorg slash join, uh, you can find all the information there.
0: Awesome. Thanks buddy.
1: Yep.